people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your host, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Hello and welcome again into the home of the Brothers Talk podcast family. We're glad that you're here. And if you're new to the conversation, we appreciate you and we thank you for listening. And we hope that you will continue to be with us and spread the message. Shout outs to our international listeners as we are truly around the world. And remember, if you're on Facebook, the discussions continue there. And in our groups, the Brothers Talk, relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide. Hashtag Black Dollars Matter and Black Parent University with over 4,500 members. And if you want to see us do what we do, you can tune into the Brothers Talk Show each Saturday and Sunday night on the M24 News streaming service. We're still in the midst of the pandemic, and there is just still no excuse for the irrationale of the number of people who are failing to get vaccinated. The, we're still at this point. Just a little over half the country actually having been vaccinated, which is continuing to keep this pandemic not only going, but the mutations are getting more virulent and more deadly. So we just have to do a better job and we're going to continue to beat the drum for vaccinations until we can get to the other side of this herd immunity process. But people, please do what you need to do to get vaccinated. And if you're claiming that you're trying to find out some information, then at least do that and just stop lying about it and using Facebook's misinformation from people to and other sources to justify not doing what you can to look out for your fellow man. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thank you for your continued support, as always. And like Rod said, you really got to get vaccinated. We got to get vaccinated because right now we're heading into the fall. And I don't think it's going to get any better. I think it's going to get worse. Uh, there, From what I can understand, there are some places in Georgia where people are like dropping like flies. There are hospitals where they can't serve people with life-threatening uh, conditions like heart disease and cancer. And it's because they're taking up all of the beds for with unvaccinated COVID survivors. So co- people who, had, who, had, who hadn't been vaccinated. And, you know, I just think people are being selfish. At this point, you're just straight being selfish because there's a lot of information out there about how being vaccinated is preventing people from going to the hospital, preventing people from dying and preventing people from getting sick. And if, if you're still not convinced that the vaccine is uh, going to be helpful to you, uh, you have some other issues. Norm? Thanks, Scott. 
And uh, I kind of want to piggyback on what you said and just give one example. There was a gentleman, and I believe he was in Alabama, who was having a heart condition, really bad pains, and he needed serious medical attention. So he goes to the hospital, so he takes him to the hospital, and literally they had to search over 40 other hospitals to find a bed for this man. And he wound up passing away because he could not get medical attention because people are clogging up the hospitals, not being vaccinated with this disease and they're killing innocent people. So handle your business, Rod. All right. So this week we're having another kind of a round robin because we've been talking to each other and a lot of other brothers and to talk about things that just basically kind of set us off a little bit, things that we might call the brothers peeves. And so I'll start it out. And I say one of the things that really kind of irks me is hearing black people using the excuse of I can't help who I fell in love with for dating or marrying into other ethnic groups. And to me, nothing is further from the truth. You absolutely can choose who you love. You know, you this idea about falling in love is emotion because we all know if you can fall in love, you can fall out of love. So that should not ever be the standard for why you marry. And at the same time, we recognize that that's probably why the divorce rate is as high as it is these days, because people are marrying for emotion. I have to admit that when you really look back over the years, when you had the arranged marriages of of a lot of our grandparents and great grandparents, and even in other cultures, they have much lower divorce rates because they don't base it all on emotion. They base it on other things that are much more practical. And I guess at the end of the day, they can say, well, hey, I learned to love this person, but I just hate hearing our folks continuing to dredge up that excuse about I can't help who I fell in love with to make up something to marry outside of your own ethnic group. One of my pet peeves is the fact that Black people tend to just jump on board with anything any other group is doing. We think that what anybody else is doing is good for us, and most of the time it's not. And case in point is what's going on with the uh, pandemic, with COVID, where other groups decided that they're not going to get vaccinated. So we decided well, we're not going to get vaccinated. So we're losing these, using these very, very adolescent childish excuses for not being vaccinated because other people are doing it. Uh, we tend to jump on board with trends that other groups are doing. We just jump on it and other groups are involved and we jump on that whole hog and we just take ownership of it. And uh, I'm just, it just kind of burns me up to see that black folks look to other groups to kind of save us. Like, uh, like they're that parental or their parents and I, I hate seeing that and it burns me up because it seems to be happening more and more and more and that's one of my pet peeves yeah well i've kind of developed a new pet peeve here regarding the immigrants in this country you know these groups of immigrants who've come here from other countries we as african americans have paved the way with the civil rights movement opening up to the society to everyone and pretty much we were the only group out there sacrificing these other groups didn't participate at all pretty much and are benefiting from our hard work and to have to listen to them point the finger at our community and our people telling us that we are where we are because of us and not the racism that we still face i'm really tired of that having that conversation yeah, another thing that gets on my nerves is the sports hype that 
passes for analysis these days that, you know, there was a time when we really could tune in to sports shows to actually hear some in-depth conversations that focused on giving you some insights into the game itself, into the strategies. But now if you look at any sports show, all you really got is a bunch of talking heads attempting to be media celebrities. And the idea is to really just keep hyping up the product, whether it's the NFL or the NBA or college sports or, or major league baseball, you don't get anything that resembles true analysis in the game because you're not promoting in that way. Another real pet peeve to me is the way that they treat immigrants who are now who are coming over here now illegally. You got a situation where out in Texas, there are like 10,000 plus Haitians who are been sleeping and camping out on their bridge because they had to go to Texas. They had to go to Mexico to come through Texas to try to get into this country because they get turned around when they're coming on a boat or raft or however they get here, they get turned around, they get stopped in the water. Well, now I hear that they're preparing to send all of those 10,000 immigrants back to Haiti. But they don't do that to other groups. They, they say, oh, we got to give them asylum or, or whatever. They got to go through the proper process. With the, Haiti, with the Haitians, they don't get an opportunity to go through the process. They just immediately take them and send them back to Haiti. And, that, and, and, and no one seems to be calling that out for what it is. And it's just straight, I mean, it's just straight racism against dark complexion people. And, and that's all it is. Well, just to touch base on you, um, in regards to what you just said, you know, the Cuban immigration policy was totally different from all the other islands. Literally, all they had to do was touch American soil. But that was for the Spaniards in Cuba and not for the actual African Cubans. Now, my pet peeve is dealing with our brothers and sisters who speak and act with a European mind, Negropean. They're constantly supporting our oppressors in all issues and theories and politically, again, what have you, and are giving them the Black voice that they need to counter our voices as we fight the oppression in this country. And um, we have to take them out before we can move forward in any of them. Well, another thing that really gets under my skin a little bit is this whole notion of the Hispanic minority as an ethnic group, because the truth of the matter is they are not united by anything other than language. And yet we have a lot of, of programs, including uh, a lot of our tax dollars being spent on English as a second language for people who are in this country. When last time I checked, English was the official language, but we allow the government to continue to try to displace us who are ethnically connected by our skin color. When if you look across the group that is known as Latinx and Hispanics, they even have to say the two because they know that on the one side, when they say Hispanic, they're talking about people who are effectively descendants of European Spanish. And on the other side, they're talking about people who are from the conquered lands of like the Americas, South America and Central America. And yet they lump them all into a group to say that they are now the second largest ethnic group in this country, when the only thing that truly unites them is language. Probably one of my 
biggest pet peeves is there's there's no shortage of black people ready to line up and denounce their race. So you got the Candace Owens of the world. You got uh, what's his name that just ran for governor right there in California. Yeah, Elder. You got handkerchief heads like Elder, who's made a career out of just hating being black. When you hear somebody say that, hey, we don't need reparations, the 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 owners of former owners of slaves, their descendants need to be paid for losing their merchandise for having their slaves taken away. This is a black man saying that. So when you got people like that who are willing to to step step to say that publicly to appease the majority, that is a is such a pet peeve to me because it seems like that number, those type of people are just growing in numbers. Every time you turn around, there's a new one. It's like, well, where did this guy come from? Uh, you know, like one of the congressmen in Florida. You know, you can't convince this guy, some young black guy who's a congressman in Florida, that Donald Trump lost the election. You know, he's running around here preaching this falsehood. So you have a lot of people like that. And it, it's, it's kind of troublesome and bothersome because of the fact that the numbers keep growing. And my pet peeve here would be, I'm going to go back to sports with that you started with, Rod, but I'm going to take a different angle. Now I'm talking about the NFL playing lift every voice and sing before each game. But on the other side, you can't get a head coaching position as an African-American in that league. You know, I want to hear the NBA. They're talking about Black Lives Matters, but it's the same situation. Literally up until this season, they wouldn't hire a black coach. Would not be done, could not be done, but they want to represent black causes. Yeah, that's a good one. And I'm going to go over to the political scene for a moment because I am tired of hearing people complain about the political process when they don't participate. You know, you can't just sit on the sidelines and be the armchair quarterback about what happens across the country. And then you don't even show up to participate at any level. I mean, and we're not just talking about like at the national level, the national elections, but I'm talking about things like in the local elections for things like your school board. You know, we have to start getting involved at the level. You have a vote that you can determine who's on your common council, county representatives, your mayor, but we don't get involved in any of those. I mean, if we we're lucky if we cast the vote, but when it comes to actually going to participate in any of the things that directly impact us, we're not there, but we're always willing to complain or to say that our vote doesn't matter. Rod, you brought up some, some interesting points there. Just keeping it on the political spectrum, my pet peeve is we have people who vote against their interests continuously. You have people where there are congressmen who are trying to cut their benefits and the only way that they can survive and support their families and their kids is to uh, their own government assistance. But they keep voting for people who keep wanting to cut their assistance, and yet they complain about their assistance being cut. They complain about the government not doing anything. They complain about the government not helping them, but you keep voting for the same people. I mean, it's like a head stretcher. I, I don't get that. And that burns me up. And you don't want to call people idiots 
you want to say, well, maybe they're not informed or whatever, but it just doesn't make any sense for, to me to keep voting for the same people who are trying to harm you. Yeah, and I'm going to go back to Norm's point about the sports where not only do you not get the opportunities to coach in a sport like the NFL, which is 70% black and the NBA, which is 80% black, which the NBA is doing a little better job now. But what I really want to look at is just how week in and week out, how the public at large is brain dead about this whole overt racism that they see that they can watch these leagues and know that, Literally, even in spite of the numbers, that 90% of the best players out there are black. And yet it still doesn't dawn on them to say like, well, why aren't there more of these coaches, head coaches who are black? Because they can watch these sports week in and week out and they've been brainwashed into the idea that the white guy must be the real brains on the process. And so it's almost like going to the old overseer process of being okay with the idea of the white guy being in charge. Oh, I can't agree with you more, Rock. Another one of my pet peeves, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, is people who at work, they complain about the union when their rights are being trampled on or under attack. I, I hear people say, well, what's the union doing? The union's not doing anything. But these are the people who are not engaged. These are the people who are not uh, union-paying members, but yet they're counting on the union to come and save them and protect them, but they won't support the union. Uh, It's just like people who want to be saved from this virus, but yet you won't go get vaccinated or you won't wear a mask. Yeah, and I really do also get annoyed by Black people who allow other Black people cover for doing things that really relate to them being handkerchief heads. I mean, when Shaquille O'Neal, who I'm sick and tired of on literally every commercial that is out there, but the fact that he came to the rescue of Papa John, you know, John Snatter did one of the most racist things that you could do in using the N-word in a conference call that they basically forced him out of his own company other than him still owning his shares. But now you got like Shaq is the face of the company and there's people who who won't call that out. They really need to step up and say like, hey, that's not right. But yet we've got so many people who basically will just say, well, you know, as long as a black person is doing anything and it's like, no, we don't need a black person just doing anything, especially when it means literally the detriment of our people to the enrichment of other ethnic groups. One of my pet peeves when we've been since we're kind of on this on this topic is those people who want call a spade a spade when they know that a lot of things that's going on in this country is wrong. When they know that when you see that there are different sets of justices in this country for black people and everybody else, for policemen and everybody else, for politicians and everybody else, for rich folks and everybody else, for white folks and everybody else. So so you have all these different levels of justice, but these same politicians will go out and say, hey, there's no man above the law, but yet time and time again, we see policemen who are not being held accountable. 
for killing black people or abusing black people. You see politicians who are not being held liable for breaking the law or violating the constitution. You see, you know, rich white men getting away with murder, literally anything they want to get away with, but yet folks are sitting on their hand and, and not saying, hey, wait a minute. There's supposed to be one justice and no man is above the law. But for some reason, uh, people are coward and they're just not saying anything. Yep. And finally, at least for this edition, because you can probably guess this is a topic we'll probably be returning to because there always seems to be something that once you take a step back and look at it critically, you can simply say there's something not right about that. So the last thing for this one is just the fact that they won't put real blacks in media to talk about issues that affect black people, that we get this sort of select few individuals who none of us seem to ever have any true relationship with or see that they have any real relationship with the black community, but they are always out there on the front lines giving their opinions as though they represent black America, but we know that it's not. So that's just the way we see it. And so, as we said, it'll be a topic that we'll probably be returning to again and again. So, and certainly if you have other topics that bother you, let us know. We'll be more than happy to raise them up out here. And you've got our groups as well that you can also bring these to our attention. And they're probably the same sort of things that aggravate us as well. In our positive Black business experience of the week, we want to highlight the fact that Adobe is donating $3 million to HBCU students pursuing careers in technical and creative industries. And so they are just the latest to actually put money where their mouth is, so to speak, because a lot of companies talk about their commitment to diversity, equity, and conclusion. But in this capitalist system, it's always good to see a company who's putting out that kind of money. And $3 million is certainly nothing to sneeze at. And hopefully it will fund a lot of scholarships and tuition for Black students to get off the ground, stay in school, and start Black businesses. So that's it for another edition of the Brothers Talk. We want to thank all of the Brothers Talk family for joining us. And remember, you can check out the Brothers Talk show airing Saturday and Sunday on the TV streaming service M24 News. And if you have an idea for a show, want to share your thoughts, you can also let us know and follow us at the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Brothers Talk on Instagram. Don't forget to like our Facebook page. And a quick reminder, if you want to share more of your thoughts with us, you can hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So until next time, thanks again. God bless you for your time and your support. And you'll always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have. <laughs>